Howdy. What's going on, man? We are this live. Was a, this was uh, pretty random, I gotta say. Yeah, I know. It's, that's what happened when you get bored. Uh, what's going on, man? Nothing. I will talk about anything wrestling related that you want to talk about. Okay, that is, uh, I mean, this is your show, so I guess you should definitely lead off considering that I have no idea that I was even going to do this. Well, I mean, it's up to you. If you don't want to do it, you can always back out, but. Oh, no, 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 because it's always, we're coming to you live from the comfy coziness of my bed. Uh, it's your boy Jay West here with uh, Frankie Ghouls. And I'm coming to you live from my job site where I'm not doing any work at the moment and I'm just walking around. Okay. Uh, so basically I just wanted to touch up on, I guess, uh, last night's uh, AEW show. I would like to touch up on NXT, but I didn't watch it, so I have no idea what's going on with that at the moment. Unless right. you do. Um, the only thing I'm up to date on was uh, Extreme Rules. I, I don't watch AEW anymore. I can't do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm interested in TNA. Uh, TNA made some interesting acquisitions. Uh, they posted a photo, and it was uh, all the guys that they just signed giving the middle finger. And Kurt Hawkins has a shirt that says, I got fired. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, he, he basically took, like... Like, he slayed his shirt, the I Got Kids shirt, and, like, just improvised it very, very slightly. I guess Heath Slater's in the title picture, which is, you know, I mean, good for him. He deserves it. But uh, I'm not going to miss any of these guys, except for, um, you know, the Good Brothers, I guess we'll call them. Um, oh, yeah, I yeah, really that's actually- wish they were utilized better in WWE. Like, I, they in TNA. Definitely they're, they're missed by- a lot of opportunities with those guys. Yeah, but you know, like at the same time, it, it's like I'm not saying that they're past their prime because they're definitely not. But it, it's like, what more do you want to see these guys do? Because to me, like they'll always be like a glorified tag and nothing else. Like seeing them, let's say they were like split up. Like I don't really see them going that far. If they would like split up. Yeah. Together. Um. I really would have liked to seen them like at least team with Finn. I don't know why they kept them away. Uh, it, I mean, I remember like the news when they got signed, and the first thing Finn did was post a picture of him at the training center, like looking at his watch, and it was like, "Oh shit, this is this is gonna happen," and it just it never came to be. And then they teamed them with AJ. Which I understood, because, you know, it's like the bullet. I guess they didn't want to do Finn in the Bullet Club immediately, also because Finn was doing the demon thing. Yeah, and, and like, what what I don't get about it is that we, everybody who's a fan, you know, we all know that Vince only cares more or less about making money. And if you're not, like, a guy that he can make money off of, he, he wants nothing to do with you. So, I, like, even to this day, like, I still can't wrap my mind around it. Like, why... He didn't choose to capitalize on the whole bullet club thing right out of the gate, issue. you know. Um, also, if they would have tried to do the club or whatever it is, I mean, pe- a lot of people would have saw through it immediately and just attacked it, you know. Because remember, the NWO was a flop when it came to WWE. Yeah. Uh, at least, in my opinion, it was a flop. Well, no, it definitely was, but I mean, like, 
I'm not gonna say that it's it's all of his fault, but I mean, like Scott Hall was probably no, heavy on like the drugs. No, he wasn't. And they gave an angle with him being a booze hound again, and I, I, that was really stupid. Once again, it was just they had great star power, and they just didn't know what to do with it. And I think it boils down to creative. Not so. I mean, Vince does have the okay say thing where like he you know he he'll also just rewrite something at the like five minutes before which is really bad but um well yeah and then like even like getting into like the whole boost thing like the the whole jet party ah, ah, like i used to be an alcoholic and drug addict angle that they're doing with seamus I, I, like I read an interview, he said that he's cool with it. I, I don't know why they do this stuff. It, it's always it, it doesn't feel it doesn't like it belongs, well. in my opinion. Like it just, it's not very tasteful, and, and just yeah, and, no, and, you know that's like you know I, I've seen Katie Vick, you know what I mean, and I didn't mind that, but it's like when you start touching on someone's like past abuse problems, it's like. That's actually a real thing. Should we really crucify this person or make them have oh, to relive yeah. that nonsense for, you know, we, whatever we reason? That whole angle, and it was talked about in, um, in Dark Side of the Ring when they did the special on um, LOD with uh, with Hawk and, like, all of his drinking and drug problems. That was and, well. Yeah. I remember when um they made him supposedly drunk and he climbed on top of the Titan Tron and drives through him off. Yeah, and they spoke about that. And um, Animal, I think it was Animal. I'm pretty sure it was Animal. Yeah. He said that like he was really pissed off about it and he kept begging the company not to go through with it. And they did it anyway. And I mean, like, I'm not blaming WWE for what happened, but um, like, lo and behold, maybe like a year, a year less later, like you know, Hawk is Hawk is dead. From, from overdosing and, you know, everything else. I mean, I think what happened to LOD is they were one of those teams that could not evolve with the times. But I mean, like, but, I mean, do you really think that? Because, I mean, they had they had LOD 2000, and it was, and it was decent. Yeah, but LOD 2000 is just LOD with silver pads. You know what I mean? It doesn't change. Yeah. They, they're still very slow. They have old-style moves. They work old-style, you know, mechanics and shit. And, but yeah, and I mean, anything with that. But also, they were, like, the veteran. And, you know, in the Attitude Era, there was no room for that. It was time to, you know, get everybody out and just make our own stars. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, like, and like speaking of that whole thing too, like, like new stars, like, like even in AEW, like I get it, like they need they need some more guys, I guess, and like star power. But last night they just put in, um, and I don't know if he signed to the company yet or if it was a one uh one time thing, but they brought in um Eddie Kingston. I guess he used to go by King and Impact. Um, he he basically is like. Brian Cage's right hand man, I guess, even though uh, Brian Cage is with Taz and all that so stuff he, now. So. I guess they're doing like that, you know, he has like a, a good manager, he has an under lackey that can like take the heat for him and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, it was, it was cool, don't get me wrong. Like, like, Darby Allen came out to attack Cage, and Eddie Kingston runs up behind him, um, runs up behind Darby Allen, and he just beats the crap out of him. And he knocked him out because um, his head well, – what happened was is that he backhanded him. And I guess, like, he didn't hold back. Like, he accidentally used, like, all of his force. And his head 
No, the guy in his head buckled and hit the rope, kind of like how Enzo Amore knocked out himself that time. So Darby Allen was knocked out cold for like a good couple of couple of seconds. Really? And then, uh, yeah, like like you saw Eddie Kingston ask Darby if you're all right, and he said yeah. And then Eddie Kingston just picked him up and like power bombed him. I mean, not Eddie Kingston. Uh, Brian Cage picked up uh, Darby Allen and power bombed him into the ring. Okay. Like an apron problem, or like? Like he, he picked him up from the outside of the ring, like like it was like a jackknife power bomb, like how uh, Nash used to do it. Okay. But he was just, he just picked him up and just tossed him into the ring, oh. and I was like, oh shit! I was like, I I hope he's still not knocked out. Like, I hope like he came to his senses and he's not just being thrown around like a rag doll right now. That's rough. That's rough. I gotta check that out later, if anything. It was pretty cool, but then like like. Something that bothered me, and I spoke to my dad. Um, I spoke to Chuck about this earlier. I, I was like, I don't really like the fact that that in AEW you still have guys like like Cody and the Bucks and Hangman Page winning every single match that they're put in every single week. Right. Oh. Um, yeah, it comes like, down like, to like you know having to try to keep some star power on to keep the ratings up. I think. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, like they like, like I don't like it when a company makes promises and then they go back on their word like a hundred percent. Like when AEW, even before they even got on TV and like AEW became a legit thing, they were they were always saying, "Oh, we're not gonna um, like we're not gonna make our own guys win every single match, and we're gonna you know be fair and give guys a new opportunity," but. Well, consistency with what they said, and unfortunately, yeah. they had to, they had to, you know, bend with what was going on between the networks and shareholders and all that stuff. I think they have shareholders. I'm not sure, but I, I'm sure they that might. there's other outside influences to what's happening, plus creative control with the rest. Of the so. Yeah, I mean, like now they they introduced. Like I was watching it last night for a little bit, the um and. They have they're having a a thirty man a thirty women's uh, tournament uh, like tag team tournament to I guess they're I guess they're introducing uh, women's tag team titles I guess that's what's going to be the outcome of this whole thing but they're having a tournament and it's supposed to start in a couple of weeks okay. so I mean that's a good way to feature the women now do they have thirty tag teams? Probably just be like a lot of indie teams coming in and out. People that we've, you know, one shots, like one time appearances, like some old legends that, you know, we really don't care about. Um, yeah, which, like, which is cool. You know, I, I'm, I'm for a good old tournament. I like that type of stuff. And like you said, yeah, it's like, a good way to highlight the women's roster and keep everybody on television. Yeah, like they're doing this really stupid thing with like Penelope Ford and. Like, she's had, like, a broken nose for, like, two months now. And she's getting pushed around in a wheelchair because she broke her ankle. She really did break her ankle. But, like, they, they, they just keep going on and on with it. And, like, they, I feel like they feature her more than they feature any other women's wrestler right now. And I don't know why. Like, Nyla Rose, they were featured for a long time. And, when, you know, when she was champion and stuff like that. And, and now it kind of died down. And Cody Rose, um, Brandy, Brandy Rose, um... Was, she had this stable. Now, I don't know why they got rid of it, but she would come out 
um, with the awesome call. And after every women's match, she would attack like one of the women and cut their hair off. And it would be like part of this really ridiculous angle that they had going on at the time. Sounds very bizarre. Yeah, and I mean, like, like AEW doesn't really have that many stables either. Like, they had um, the Death Triangle, which was Pentagon, Phoenix, and Fox. And then, um, out of nowhere, like, Fox just kind of disappears. And AEW didn't no, I mean, him that You got to factor in, like, everything that's going on right now with lockdowns and such. Um, oh, yeah. Virus thing is a big factor, but so like, like, it also like, probably factors into also why we see the same people constantly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like my my whole point was that like, I, and WWE makes this mistake too. Like, if somebody's not on TV for a long time, like they just kind of cut them out altogether. Like they don't even bring them up. Like I would have expected AEW to at least keep his name relevant because he was a big name for a lot, for like the past like a couple of months, you know, he was like, he was in the title picture against Cody, and then he came out with the deck triangle and all that, and that was supposed to be a big thing, and like, a, maybe like a couple of weeks passed, and he's not on TV, he gets no mention, like, I don't know if they were told like, not, like, not to bring his name up or something like that, but, you know, I don't know, that's just my opinion on that, but. Well, I mean, maybe he's, I mean, there's the possibility that he could be sick, and they they don't want to bring attention to it. Um, yeah, maybe. Also, they could be building it up like where we forget about said person, and then they just show up in like the end of a main event in a couple of months. And you know, yeah, that is true. That is true. Because then it, it, those make the most for like the most shocking returns. Because everyone will be like, "Yo, I forgot that this person even existed." And they just yeah. blasted I mean, Ambrose in the face with a chair. You know what I mean? So, yeah. well, I mean that's when like like the internet comes into play. Like that's like a big upside of, of like how I guess like technology like advanced over time because you know if, it, if this whole coronavirus thing happened like let's say I don't know like let's say it happened a year ago yeah there was internet and stuff like that but you wouldn't get the same, like, reaction, like, like message boards and stuff like that where people could write about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, like let's say, like, like did come back and attack somebody. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get the reaction that you normally get because there's no fans, but at least people could talk about it on, on social media and get it all out, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so AEW is doing their thing. Um, I, like I said, I didn't watch NXT last night, but I did read up on... Um, two pretty cool things. Um, you still with me? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I read that um that Keith Lee uh relinquished the North American title. So I guess yeah they're, they're gonna, gonna have, have a tournament for the North American Championship, which is cool. Like <laughs> once again, I'm all for tournaments. Like, yeah, because you never know what will happen. You don't know if somebody's gonna make a debut. You know, so. I, I like that whole thing. And then, um, but not only that, I, I, here's here's why I think tournaments are important in wrestling because it's a way to have everybody wrestle for something relevant without having to have everybody involved in some insane storyline. Oh yeah, and then at the same time, like you, you get to see, 
Yeah, and you get to see who um, who works better with who. Like, who, like people who never face each other could actually go against each other. Like, and, you know, it could actually be a good storyline. Yeah, like, think about it. Let's go back to the 90s real fast. Like, you would have, like, the Road Dog versus Gold Dust just because. Like, they didn't have to have this insane storyline. And that's something that, like, every match now is a good guy versus a bad guy. And they have some type of angle work. And they try to make TV programming for like a month and then they go into the pay-per-view. Like every pay-per-view match now is like some type of grudge match almost or it has some type of angle. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I understand that, the, you know, there's creative interest and it keeps people oh, yeah. on the watch. But I just feel like a tournament is it's just more free flow. Like you could just have – like for instance, you could have Keith Lee and Finn Balor or somebody like that or like Sheamus and – you know, going up against Cesaro or tag team, like you know, um, like remember the uh, the cruiserweight was it the cruiserweight classic? Yeah, the cruiserweight yeah. classic. We had they, Chompo versus Gargano, and they were a tag team at the time, and they put on an amazing match. And it's like only because yeah, it's a right. tournament that we get to see stuff like that. Yeah, and like if people don't tune into stuff like that, then you're missing out because. These are guys that, like I said, like you don't see a lot of them on TV. And, I mean, like in the tournaments, I feel like they let certain guys showcase their skills a lot more than they normally would. Yeah, exactly. Like um, the King of the Ring. Like the King of the Ring is cool because then we get like – you get spotlight for guys that you normally get no burn. Like, for instance, Baron Corbin, instead of like making him a champion, like they, they give him this – they give him the King of the Ring, and it, 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 they work it into his character, which I wish they would stop doing. Like this, Just because you win the King of the Ring does not mean you have to act like a king. But, yeah, yeah that, that I agree with 100%. Like, in my opinion, I, like there was some comedic elements to King Booker, but it ruined him for me. Like, it just, like, it was funny, but it killed it for me. But, well, what about when, um, when Owen Hart won the King of the Ring? Um, He didn't... Well, I mean, he did. Win did, he, a, did he get a title shot? No, he was like one of the few people that kind of just faded out. Yeah, I, I, I always forget what happened with that whole thing because um, I, think, I, I know that when when you won the King of the Ring initially, you would get a shot at the title, yeah. and then I think WWE changed the rules around. Yeah, well, remember the Royal Rumble used to be for the title. Oh, yeah, that's right. Back in the uh, the 80s, right? Yeah, so, like, they're always switching stuff around. But, yeah, normally, I mean, you didn't get a title shot. If you won the King of the Ring, basically that solidified you as to being, like, the next. What the? Like, you were you were a big deal. Yeah, there, yeah, There's, like, true. this weird hierarchy. Like, you know, you if you won the IC Championship, like, you were really, like, you were a good worker on the mid card or whatever, but then it's, like, if you won the King of the Rings, that was putting you in position to do, like, you know, you were going to start fighting for the title and being in the main event, and then they kind of got yeah. rid of it, which sucks. Yeah, I wanted to bring up, like, like, two things really quick. Like, one, I don't understand everybody's hype about EC3. I think EC3 is terrible. I've never and so... <laughs> Yeah, and my second thing him. is um, he's the white Bobby Lashley. Yeah, he he's terrible. And my other my other thing is how badly WWE has wasted Alistair Black week after week. Alistair Black, I you know he's one of those guys. I wish 
never went up to the main roster, but it's hard because he's so cool. It's like, how do you oh, not try to cash in on that? He he's cool, and I and I think he's a great wrestler. But my whole issue is, how many times, like week after week, are you going to see him go against Rollins, you know, and then go go against Buddy Murphy, and well, it's the same match every single week. Well, here's the thing with Buddy Murphy. You have an amazing very, talented, talented Yeah, and they could they could showcase both of their skills and they probably work well together. And with Seth Rollins, that makes me feel like one, he's working with a vet. Like he's working with a main eventer. So if he's getting used to working with main eventers, that means they might be trying to position him for something soon, like where he's gonna start being a main eventer. I, I hope so. Like, I don't know why. Like, I, I mean, I get why, but like, I, I would kind of want to see Alistair paired up with Zelina Vega only because, like, they obviously they're married to each other. No, so, you know that they would work with each other really well. That I hate when WWE does that. Just because you date somebody outside in real life does not mean you have to bleed that into your character. You don't have to bleed their sexuality. You don't have to bleed their relationships. You don't have to bleed their friendships into their characters. Like, they can just be... They're weird ass character, and that's it. Like, I don't care about like if Alistair Black was childhood friends with Rey Mysterio, and now they're attacking. <laughs> like, I don't. Want oh to yeah, do that. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, yeah, it is stupid. Like, I, Vega, I like her with with her stable right now. That shit's dope. Keep her over there. Oh, yeah, I don't cool. want to. Alistair Black doesn't need a manager. Like, for instance, when they started doing Seth and Becky, it's like. Why? Yeah. Yes, they are dating. I understand that, but like, let them just do whatever they want in their real lives. And I'm not interested in that shit. No, I, I don't. Believe I, like, I mean, if they, or if, if, for instance, Lana and Rusev, that was already a thing. We already knew about it. Like, I mean, they had that working relationship before they became a thing. And it's like, but you know, we know Lana hey, with Rusev, and then it's like once we find out that they're married and shit, WWE has to play with the relationship and then she has to start like making out with other wrestlers and stuff. And it's like they always do that. It's yeah. So like, like I really do wonder sometimes how many marriages WWE has ruined because of their storylines. You know, it, it's ridiculous. But they, I, I feel like they just like, oh, we have to capitalize on this because they know that this person's with this person. So let's mess with their heads. It's like, oh, I yeah. don't care about that. Just make relevant matches to storylines. Like, I don't want real life stuff because it never works out. The only oh, time it ever worked for me was when I was like, I think I was like 16 and it was Matt Hardy versus Edge. And I was like, yo, this is the realest shit I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, because, because we that. knew that they really hated each other in real life because of that whole thing that went down. Yeah, it's out of control. Like, uh, you know. And now, I, I mean, like, I mean, it's not a relationship thing, but like Randy Orton going back to like being the legend killer now, like, I think it's cool to an extent, but I like I stopped caring about Randy Orton like ever since he left Ed- Evolution. Right. Um, and I mean, like I, I get it. Like you need to do something different with him. You need to change him up a little bit. But like I don't want to see him go against the Big Show, shoot against the Big Show. Like I, like I, 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 I don't want to see him come out. Of, 
Yeah, like I don't want to see him come out with Ric Flair and I, like he doesn't need that. Like he's big enough where he doesn't need Ric Flair support. And wait, wait, hold on, wait, because I'm very out of loop. Randy Orton hangs out with Ric Flair again. Yeah, like like Randy Orton's been like like Ric Flair's been coming out and like I guess like managing Randy Orton a little like more or less. So they've been like hanging out and he's been like Randy Orton's now now the now called being called the Legend Killer again and he's punching people in the head and stuff like that. So I, I mean, like, I don't know where this whole thing's gonna go. I mean, I'm sure he's gonna end up winning the title again against uh, against Seth. But then, I mean, does like does Randy Orton turn face? Does he still remain a heel? Like, what's like, what would be the outcome of that whole thing? I honestly, I don't care. I mean, I'm sorry, not against um, not against Rollins, against uh, McIntyre. I forgot McIntyre was even the champion for a minute. McIntyre's that guy right now, though, and he put on a fantastic match with Ziggler at Extreme Rules. I gotta say, that was well, a great. I, match. I, I like him, I do, but it's hard. It's it's very hard for me to get into him because I think I still think that his promo skills need a lot of work. I don't know. Uh, I, I thought he did a great job for uh, WrestleMania. Like, I oh, was he very did. involved in that. Like, I was very involved in that. And, you know, it, it's – with Mike work, it can go either way. Because also, remember, it's – he's not going 100% off topic. Like, he's handed a script and he has to go off of that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like, like I'm not saying I hate the guy. I, I, I like him. I, I like him a lot more now than I did in the past because, he to me, he's gotten better and stuff like that. But – I just like I can't listen to him when he talks because to me he doesn't have that enthusiasm. And, I mean that's just me. I mean other people probably feel different, but that's yeah. just me. And, and like the, the whole even Rollins, like Rollins doing this whole Jesus storyline, and he's the like Monday Night this, Messiah. You don't like that? Oh, uh, it is. So I think it's so stupid. Like I like you could have done anything with him, and you I don't know. You changed up his gimmick like completely, and right. now he's like. Taking people's eyeballs out and yeah, because he's he's a bad guy. He he's no, like, I know he's bad. He's but morphed just, into like a crazy person. That's the point of the gimmick that he feels that like he has to save Monday Night Raw. Like in like the people are me, I know you're gonna laugh because I, I mean it's a stupid idea even for me to say, but like I would have appreciated it more if he became like a Charles Manson type of character. No, I, I mean. I mean, like, he's, like, you know, like, make him crazy like that. Like, don't go killing people, obviously. But, like, something more believable like that, where, like, he starts abducting people and changing them. Like, like the superstars become different and, and stuff like that. Like, that's something yeah, that would be not, more interesting. That's not for Seth. Like, that's never been Seth's, you know, it, like, that's, that wouldn't make sense, in my opinion, for him. No, I, you know, so at least okay. something a little bit All different. right, let's say, let's say that's the thing. How do you turn that, that character face? Oh, how do you turn into a good guy after that? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, then, then, all right, you know what? If you if you gave them that storyline, then this whole this whole right line, the the Messiah thing. Yeah, but this whole yeah, it's like let's say they did the whole Charles Manson idea that I had, right? Not where he kills people, but like he just abducts them and this and that, and changes the superstars. Then mm-hmm. if WWE decided, all right, we went far enough, we need to do something different for this guy. Then they could have brought in the whole "I'm the Messiah, I'm the Monday Night Messiah" thing, but as a good guy, right? I, I, like, I think I, that, I don't. That doesn't work. I don't think that works. 
I don't think you can do that. Probably not. That, that, that's probably why like, I'm not in WWE as a booker or on the creative team because my ideas will probably get shot down right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like I, 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 I probably want to bring back like too cool and the ministry is off this right away. Yeah, yeah, you like <laughs> and Lara's a sponsorship. Yeah, or like Deuce and Domino. Yeah, you have the strangest taste in wrestlers. It's- uh, yeah, I do, but you know, what are you gonna do? But, um, what I think is really cool, and, and I, I heard a lot of things about it, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but apparently they're, they're bringing back the Nation of Domination, like a revamped version. I don't know if that's really what's happening, because I, I saw the rumor thing where they're like, oh, possible legend could bring back Stable, and it was like fruit talking to them. And it's just because, just because they're all black doesn't mean it has to be the Nation of Domination. And no, I, I know that. I understand that with the political climate and the social climate right now, WWE normally will run with that type of stuff. I just don't yeah. think it's tasteful. One, we already had it. And I remember when they were saying that the New Day was going to be like the new nation of domination, and that never happened. Oh, yeah. No, it never happened. But I, I mean, like, you have MVP, who I, I love MVP. I think MVP is great. I still think he's a great wrestler in the ring. Um, I, Bobby Lashley, I think, is boring as far as. And then you have um, Shelton Benjamin, who who's I, I'm not gonna say he's a legend, but he he he's not a mid carder either. You know what I mean? Like he can go when he has to, and he puts on great matches. Uh, yeah, when I he gets- definitely think Shelton Benjamin, um, at one point was one of the greatest of all time when he was doing his thing. But then they just dropped the ball. Like I mean, well now he he's um. I mean, I get why they gave it to him because he's in the stable. So now he's a twenty-four-seven champion. Like hate that belt. I, that belt is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I, I hate it. I liked it in the beginning because I thought that they were going to make it like legit, like twenty-four-seven, like when Crash Holly had it, you know, and stuff like that. And it, it, it's nothing compared to what I thought it was going to be, or what it should be, for that matter. But right. So anyway, so now you have them three together. They're stable. Shelton Benjamin, MVP, and Bobby Lashley. And they're going by this second name. I think it's called like the hurt, the hurtful truth, or the I don't know, like hurt something. And they and they were talking to uh, Farouk backstage last week about God knows what because we didn't. They, they did it. They just showed them talk. Like you didn't see any monologue or know what was going on. Oh, you. you didn't like they didn't hear. You didn't hear what was happening. No, you didn't hear what was being said. So they just showed them talking. And they left everybody, I guess, to think and figure out what's going on. And then, of course, like a day later, the internet puts out these things. Oh, you know, the rumor is that there's supposed to be a revamped version of the Nation of Domination, and Farouk's supposed to be like the main manager and all this other stuff. And WWE apparently had this idea a couple of months ago, and nobody knows if it's going to happen or if it's not going to happen. I mean, like. I- if WWE, WWE could capitalize on it, but they have to be very, very smart with how they do it and how they say things and, you know, allow all, all this other stuff. Eh, I mean, honestly, I'd much rather not see a Nation of Domination stable. I'd rather it just be, like, three great wrestlers because they are three great wrestlers. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, you know besides charisma that he doesn't have, Lashley is all around. Like, he's a good performer. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, well, think about when when they had, like, 
like 9-11 going on. And then Muhammad WWE Khan had and, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, well, the w- same thing. Like, I, they, they do that all the time. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter and the Iron Sheik. Like, oh, no. yeah. When it was like... Um, yeah, when they had... Kozlov or Koval? I don't remember their fucking names. I, I liked him. I, I, Kozlov was a really good wrestler, in my opinion. Not Kozlov. I'm thinking of some... One of the Russian guys. Nikolai Volkov. Oh, um, yeah, Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. That old... That old bastard. do that. Like, you know, with the fucking the Hell's Angels thing, and then we got you know, what the fuck was that group? Yeah, the, with the motorcycles. Oh, um, uh, disciples of apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, disciples of apocalypse. They sucked. I hated them. Yeah, I know you. You hated them, and I liked them. Like, I just can't get behind them. There's a lot. You know who? You know who really sucked? Freaking uh, uh, Los Los Barrios was. Who? You don't remember Savio Vegas Stable with all the Spanish guys in it? No. Oh, Los Boricuas. Yes, 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 yes. And I probably butchered that word, but it's – I like Savio Vega, like, as a kid, like, just because I remember I seen him in a strap match, and that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that was against Jeff Jarrett, right? I have no idea. I just I, – I like Savio Vega for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a bad wrestler. I remember when when um when Scott Hall first brought him in, like that was like his boy, like that was like his protege, I guess. But I mean, they didn't dress the same. But I mean, he was basically Bobby Omega, like he never did much, I guess. But I don't know. I as a kid, I just remember he was one of those few guys I like to watch wrestle. Yeah, like I, I miss how I miss how wrestling used to be. Like I like. I used to, well, obviously, me and you used to tune in like every Monday and every yeah. Friday or Thursday when SmackDown was on. And now it's like, like I forget when SmackDown is on on Fridays. Like people ask me, "Oh, did you watch?" I'm like, I didn't even know it was on. I forgot all about it. Well, that's me like, with I, wrestling in general. Unless it's a pay per view, I really haven't been like keeping up because there's yeah, no. It, point. It's very, it's very, very hard to watch, especially with the whole no fans thing. And I get it because of the virus and stuff like that. But nah, it's but been... like watching the developmental talent act like fans is absurd. Like the shit that they That's do and, and the pointing the and whole... the shaking and the fake cheering or the cheering the whole... without making noise. It's like, what is happening? Right oh, yeah. Now? Like the only thing that's been really, really funny with in AEW, and I don't know who it is, they had this one guy who's always on the left side of the entrance ramp. Well, it would be the right side if you're coming down the entrance ramp. But when you're watching him on TV, he's on the he's on the left side, mm-hmm. and every time during the match, like when it gets really quiet, he, you always hear him yell out, "You stuck!" Like as loud as he can. Like and it's always at random points in in somebody's match. That's awesome. I, I don't know. To me, it's just really funny because it's it's so random. Like you don't know when he's gonna say it, but he always manages to get it in every week. That's awesome. Um, sounds like some like attitude game stuff. Oh yeah, like low, like like when uh you would play as uh as like a giant size head. Yeah, and would go, I'm so big and muscular. Oh, that was those were the days. Yeah, the, the attitude game. What a shitty game that was. But yeah, but I also liked it. I would just um beat guys with a pen until they were just covered in blood, and then I would make them win the match so I could see what they look like covered in blood. Yeah, yeah, we, we we used to do fucked up shit when we played the fucking games. Yeah, but hey, uh, do you have anything else you want to cover before we head out? No, nah, I'm good. I, I got to head out anyway. I got to get back to doing some work. All right, well, this was a nice little impromptu thing. 
yeah, maybe uh, maybe it'll continue down the line if I get bored again. I'll hit you up and nice. invite you to talk shit. All right, uh, everybody, I guess thanks for listening to this uh, random-ass uh, note. So uh, I'm out. I'm going to head out. And I'm going to get back to work. Nice right. talking with you, and hopefully I could uh, entertain you guys again some other time. Later. Later.